Because hospitals and ERs are just sending them home, telling them to come back when you're dying, and they're not doing anything for them. And ivermectin and their supplements with good, strong evidence, placebo-controlled trials proving safety and efficacy that the FDA is ignoring. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, and I'm joined by my co-host on the show and co-host tonight, Glenn Tate. Well, hello. I want to start off with a little story. You're walking down the alley, taking a shortcut. Uh, you're with your wife and kids, and you're armed, of course. And um, out of the dumpster jumps three bad guys. You see that they have uh, knives, and they demand your wallet. You're going to take care of business. I'll let you use your imagination and figure out what that means. But there's an aftermath. Even in a red state, you're going to be questioned by the police. You're probably going to be detained just because they don't know who you are. They don't know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. Well, you're the good guy and they're the bad guys. And it's simple in your mind because you know it, but that's not how the legal system works. The legal system needs to figure out who the good guy and the bad guy is. And that means a prosecuting attorney, an inquiry, police investigation, maybe even a civil lawsuit from the bad guys for the injuries you caused to them when you took care of business. So what you need is insurance. You have insurance for everything else. Why not have insurance for self-defense? It's about a hundred bucks a month. It's U.S. Law Shield. U.S. Law Shield. They are available on our website, prepping2-0.com, prepping2-0.com. Click on the friends and affiliates page and right at the top, you're going to see the logo for U.S. Law Shield. And it's going to tell you about the coupon code to use to get 14 months for the price of 12. As I say, it's about a hundred bucks. You can have peace of mind that you're not going to lose your life savings in your house and get and get in bankruptcy because you had to pay legal fees uh, to defend yourself in the legal system you already defended yourself in the alley and now you need to defend yourself in the legal system and then i also wanted to tell you about jared savick he is a montana realtor great guy He's a personal friend of ours. He is the go-to guy for Montana relocations. He lives here. He has relocated here himself. He helps people relocate. And he uh, recently did a VBS, a video bonus uh, show, which is available to Patreons at the $5 and up level. And he went through exactly what you need to know when you're considering relocating to Montana. Very helpful information. And you're getting it from the horse's mouth. You're getting it from a guy in Montana. So look him up if you're considering relocating to Montana. Jared Savick. His website is seizethedaymt.com. You can also get his contact information at redstate-realtors.com. Redstate-realtors.com. Click on the Montana map and you will get Jared's contact information. And on that note, I want to introduce our awesome guest. I'm so excited that we were able to get him on today. Um, he's a busy man. Many of you know him because I've mentioned him before, Dr. James Johnston. He was the one that truly helped me during the time when Glenn was sick with COVID, like critically ill with COVID, and helped me get a, a alternative protocol in line to get if, to get ready to fight the hospital over. So Dr. Johnston runs the website, yourhomemedicalcare.com, where you can get prescriptions and help for for your COVID needs. But there's so much more about Dr. Johnston, and I want him to tell that because it's really exciting. Dr. Johnston, welcome. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me, Shelby and Glenn. Well, well, great. So tell us more about yourself because you're not just, what's really cool is you're not, I mean, that's just a physician, not just a doctor. You do so many other things. Tell us about those. Yeah, I'm I'm an aspiring filmmaker. I've written and produced um, an action film with Kevin Sorbo and Brian Bosworth called The Reliant. We've won over two dozen first place film festival awards. And it's a faith-based film, and we do have a, a, a subtle, winsome Second Amendment message that got the endorsement of the NRA and was funded in part by the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. So I'm proud of that, and it's still available on Amazon Prime. 
And I'm also an author of 11 books. My most recent book is called She Looks Like My Little Girl, um, available at shelookslikemylittlegirl.com, which, which looks at the communist side of World War II. And um, the, victories, the victors write the history books. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the West are unaware of how FDR colluded with uh, Stalin and uh, handing Eastern Europe over to him. And uh, so it's an amazing true story about a, a nine-year-old survivor of a communist concentration camp in Yugoslavia who's alive in the United States today. An amazing woman named Eva Adel was honored to write her biography. And, um, you know, how I got to know you is my, my medical practice in Charlotte. I'm, I'm just a family practice physician, but I opened up my practice about four months ago to do one-time consults to get COVID-19 care for sick COVID patients because hospitals and ERs are just sending them home, telling them to come back when you're dying, and uh, they're not doing anything for them. And ivermectin and their supplements with good, strong evidence, placebo-controlled trials proving safety and efficacy that the FDA is ignoring. Um, and uh, I wanted to be one of those doctors that could help them. I do believe it'll be approved by the FDA soon enough. And I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a renaissance man, a leader, not just a follower. And um, it's given me a lot of business, and I'm thankful to God for that. Um, it Because uh, I have a normal job during the day, I basically do most of my one-time consult work from 5 a.m. to, to 8 a.m. every morning. Um, but I get everybody what they need within 24 to 48 hours. That's awesome. So, so let's just kind of, there's so much to unpack in all of this COVID stuff. So so let's just kind of go back. Here we are almost two years later after COVID and right. we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot and, and it has changed a lot over time. So what would you say we have learned that has been positive and wherever you're at and on whatever side of the aisle of this debate of what's a good treatment or not, what do you think we've learned the most? One of the most uh, interesting findings is how um, little damage, how low the morbidity and mortality is in healthy young people, mm. right? They, they're acting like this disease affects, uh, doesn't discriminate, it hurts everybody, everybody needs to get vaccinated. But when you actually look at the graphs of who's died and, and who has suffered uh, disasters, um, like strokes and heart attacks and blood clots, it's the elderly and the infirmed. Um, for example, there was a graph the CDC put out that looked, looked at a healthy 85-year-old and a healthy 18-year-old. And the healthy 85-year-old was 640 times more likely to die than the healthy 18-year-old. And diseases like blood pressure and diabetes were even more pronounced. So this it, it looks like a virus that was designed to kill the elderly and the infirmed or evolved um, to kill the elderly and infirmed because um, healthy people don't have a lot to worry about it. Ivermectin is a very simple and an inexpensive way to reduce your morbidity and mortality, and it's the safest and most efficacious thing we have right now to combat this this um, pandemic. Awesome. And, and, and we also learned the vaccine sucks. We yeah. also learned that. <laughs> it doesn't so, work. It is dangerous, and it's uh, killed more people than all the other vaccines put together combined for 20 years, and it needs to be pulled from the market. And so that that was kind of you you kind of led me to that. What are your thoughts about the vaccine? And and you kind of answered that. Well, you did. They they suck yeah. to use your words, and they are they're killing people. Medical terminology. Yes, yes. That's that's you learned in what I don't know. It's Latin. Latin for that sucks. So um, Latin for sucks real bad. Oh my goodness. So so what I'm seeing this is something you just brought up. I want to I'm be interested to hear what you think. And we're. Yeah. So we know that COVID affects those that are older, elderly. Seems to me if you're a man above 50, watch out because it, it affects males harder because of their genetic code. And it, mm -hmm. if you're above 50, I mean, Glenn falls into that category. I know two or three men right now that have that have just got nailed by it in the hospital suffering. So that seems to be a, it, it. So. Wow, on that. Um, but the mm, vaccines yeah. seem to be targeted to hurting our young people. What are your, I mean, really, I'm t I've talked, I have a personal friend 
whose 30-year-old son is in the military, has taken two shots of a vaccine, I don't know which one, has now uh, spots all over his body and is experiencing organ failure. Yeah, in my experience as a physician working in an urgent care um, over the past several years, um, uh, that business has slowed real down because my COVID business has gone through the roof. So I haven't done much urgent care work in the past month. But when I was doing urgent care work full time, I have counted 11 significant vaccine reactions. Not one of them had been um, reported to VAERS as a mm. vaccine reagent. And I'm, I'm talking about myocarditis, clots in the lungs, um, sudden death. Um, my brother has rheumatoid arthritis, RA negative rheumatoid arthritis, if you know what that is, is, is so bad he's on a high dose prednisone. And it, it's such a high dose of prednisone that it's life shortening. And I told him, you have to get off this prednisone. And he said, it's either that or narcotics because, um, you know, we're talking, it's, he's going to get diabetes. He's going to have frac bone fractures. And it's because of the COVID vaccine. Hmm. So COVID vaccine is a dangerous vaccine and it's not that effective. It'd be right. one thing if there was a pandemic like the bubonic plague. And yes, it was a risky vaccine, but at least it protected us from something more deadly. But it doesn't protect young people against something more deadly. Um, the vaccine is far more dangerous than COVID in young, young healthy people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and my example to that is uh, for folks, uh, when, when our family got COVID back in October, my 16-year-old son, it was like he had a bad cold and he had COVID and he just bounced right back. He was playing. F I thought he had a cold. I didn't realize he was COVID positive. In fact, your kid could have... You think your kid is having a cold, but they're COVID. He's yeah. out. Pl he's playing in like hardcore right. high school football and in thirty degree weather. Oh my goodness! And I'm in the stands <laughs> thinking, oh yeah. my gosh, this is bad. Um, so yeah, I, I what what I what I'm seeing is um, exactly what you've described. COVID is hitting our the older population, where vaccines are hitting the younger population, and it is a vaccine that's ineffective. We're seeing tons and tons of breakthrough cases right now and we're seeing people being harmed by the vaccine so it's harmful and it's not effective so why take it so what uh, so a study uh, a study ahead. done in israel about four months ago compared natural immunity to vaccinated immunity and it found that natural immunity was 13 times more effective than vaccinated immunity at preventing infection and so that's when the when the uh, CDC looks at herd immunity, that level of immunity in the in the community that actually causes that disease to die off, when they look at herd immunity, they're ignoring natural right. immunity, and there's no really good scientific reason for that. It's just objective and arbitrary and unscientific and dogmatic. Right. And I don't understand why um, that kind of militant mindlessness in in the FDA in the CDC to ignore herd, ignore herd immunity, considering natural immunity as being such a large part of that because the vaccine, I mean, the COVID outbreak in, in the UK right now is 90% among the vaccinated. Hmm. So the vaccine is not that protective, um, definitely not worth the risk. And the patients I care for every day, between 20 and 50 COVID patients daily, um, most of them are vaccinated. Wow. You mentioned, Doctor, the, the militancy of the the government in ignoring the science, you know, the Israeli study. And there, uh, Shelby did a piece in Victory Girls. There are 400 published studies, peer-reviewed published studies, that show that the vaccine doesn't work very well and that it has all kinds of collateral damage and it's being ignored by the government. So you mentioned militancy, and I really picked up on that word. I I have a phrase. Um, I, I got it from Facebook. I can't claim credit for it. It's a doggone good one. And that and it describes the dogmatic, um, almost cult-like um, adherence that the, the vaxxers have. And it's called the Branch Covidians. It's making fun of the Branch Davidians, which was a cult. The Branch Covidians, I mean, are you seeing this in the medical field and an, just an absolutely irrational, almost cult-like um, motivation to to adhere to these vaccines that don't work and to to 
rip on ivermectin and and not recognize some of the science out there what i mean are you seeing what i'm seeing which is the branch covidian yeah. cult-like mm-hmm. um yeah. adherence the mainstream press and the people who have the microphones in the medical community are so powerful and influential and they have so successfully demonized alternative views that you know it's not like even something i would share in church hey i write ivermectin for covid if you're sick because people look at you cross-eyed like what are you a nut are you, you know are you a uh, you know you have alex jones pajamas you wear to bed you know <laughs> do you believe aliens and wear aluminum foil on your head they look at you like you're a nutcase i mm. hope you guys don't like alex jones don't make fun of my alex jones pajamas please yeah <laughs> there you go um but people look at you like you're crazy and that's just the success of mainstream media but they have an agenda they've done a good job and there's a large uprising of people that are seeing through the misinformation and not only the lies they tell but the truths they don't tell and uh, alternative sources of media are still keeping me busy taking care of people and and a lot of people who are vaccinated when they get sick they call me they want me to help i um i treated somebody who was in the icu he wasn't he wasn't intubated yet family didn't want to innovate him he was in icu and they were family refused or the hospital refused to give them covid night uh covid 19 outpatient treatment endorsed by the flccc ivermectin being the main one they refused to give it to him and i told the family give it to the give it to the patient behind the nurses and doctors backs as long as they're not on coumadin or warfarin they'll be fine there's no interactions with any other medicines to speak of they gave it behind them back, and that patient was out of the hospital in three days, and they were told they would be there for at least a week. And they were told they had a 50% chance of being intubated. They were out of the hospital in three days. And this was a patient who had been sick for weeks, and this is the worst they had been over three weeks. So not only was it late in treating ivermectin, um, but you know they had a lot of comorbidities. So it's never too late to get on ivermectin, and nothing changes people's minds more than that right um because it's a fact it's effective it it has lifted people off their deathbeds now the damage the virus does still have to you still have to recover from right after ivermectin eradicates that pathogen but at least we can eradicate the pathogen with ivermectin right well i that's why preppers need to have it on hand prep every prepper everybody 18 years of age and older needs the course of ivermectin in their refrigerator It'll keep for a year or two on hand because this is so much more effective if you get the medicine as soon as you get ill. And if you if you if you order a one time consult on my website, yourhomemedicalcare.com, I'll get it to, I'll get it to you within twenty four to forty eight hours. So so I I, I want um, those who are listening. We're going to go through exactly what Dr. Johnston, in the second half, what he recommends for preppers, his list of things to have on hand. So we're going to leave you that with that teaser. But what I want to um, go back to, and you and you hit on it a little bit earlier, um, but I want to insert one little happy story for you. you. You may not realize this, Dr. Johnston. I have been putting out there your information, telling people what exactly what you just said. Get your ivermectin now have it on hand when you get symptoms you know up up your dosage to what's appropriate um and i know one person reached out to me a prepping 2.0 fan reached out to me and said yep she ended up hospitalized but because she had a supply of ivermectin from you she took it to the hospital with her and did exactly what you just said and used it behind their back and she's out of the hospital and she's (laughs) recovering well now so um praise god yep exactly so um the other thing that's starting to come out in the media, and we have a few minutes before we have to take a break on this, so we have a little bit of time. The one, uh, what, I, what I wanted to ask you, and I think we can, and you hit on this again earlier, what doesn't work? We know that the current kind of course of treatment, and this is what we experienced, and you hit on it earlier, is when someone's sick and they're starting to get to the misery point, they go to the hospital and the hospital says, go home drink fluids and get a lot of sleep and take care of yourself and basically they, they you're not welcome back into the hospital until really you're like at the point of being intubated or need some major oxygen supplements but right. what you and I know and I'd love for you to kind of flesh this out in the, in you know the next 4 minutes or so 
those first those first few days is when the viral load is hitting you. That's when you need to attack it, and that's where the hospitals and the current medical community is not. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, the efforts right now are focusing on prevention by um, vaccination, and there's a moratorium on treatment because I think early on they decided we didn't have any good treatment. And so they ignored hydroxychloroquine, they ignored ivermectin, and they um, um, and they focused on vaccination. Um, but that moratorium on treatment now needs to be reconsidered because of hundreds of thousands of lives have been lost that were unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And so we need to look at treating people, not just telling them, oh, you should have got the vaccine, come back when you get worse. We need to look at treating people and uh, nurturing them through natural immunity. Absolutely. And it's a it's a tremendous, and I don't know if you have uh, interviewed Robert Kennedy or read of this, read his book, but there's a tremendous crime against humanity taking place in our culture, and it's no longer conspiratorial to suggest that. No, in my opinion, it's factual. We have um, people who, for nefarious reasons, have ignored scientific evidence and sacrificed lives for a a mythical fantasy that is not based in science that vaccine is going to eradicate a virus you know sometimes diseases go away without a vaccine the bubonic plague went away without a vaccine and you know and most of the things they say vaccines eradicated were almost gone by the time the vaccine came to market that's true for measles that's true for diphtheria deaths that's true for polio you know the diseases was almost gone they came out with a vaccine and they celebrated yes we got a vaccine victory and so, unfortunately, this is, a, this is a good example of that not happening. The disease has not gone away because it's mutating, and um, the vaccine is part of the reason that it's mutating. It's placing pressure on the pathogen to you know, evolve so that it, the vaccine doesn't work against it. Absolutely. So natural immunity is so much more effective Absolutely. than vaccinated immunity. And if enough people get infected, and hopefully we'll have, uh, you know, her enough herd immunity, genuine herd immunity, that this this pandemic will go away. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. We have just a moment or two. I wanted to just stop for a moment and uh, recognize some of the, our great sponsors. And you can find them at our website, prepping2-0.com. All the coupon codes are listed there. Encourage you to use them. Uh, Katie Armour, C-A-T-I Armour, great sponsor. Battlebox, Backwoods Home Magazine. Lizzie McDaniel, you can find her at redstate-realtors.com. Click on the state of Tennessee. My Kind CBD. Numana Foods. Minutemen Coffee. And EMP Shield. Folks, we are going. We don't want to start a big, long, huge conversation before we jump into the break. But we're gonna on the other side of the break. We're gonna talk more with Dr. Johnston about uh, what's happening right now in COVID and how we as preppers can work towards if we, if and when we get the virus, how to how to survive it and live through it and not end up in the hospital and get that natural immunity that is actually far superior, far better for the upcoming variants that we are sure are coming. Don't go away, we have so much more to talk about. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. 
Numana comes in family style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. And this is what we want to talk about, more the prepping side of how you, the listener, how can you prepare to get COVID. What that means is because we know whether you're vaccinated or not, with all of the breakthrough cases, the odds are good that you're going to get the Rona. I have a fellow uh, uh, colleague out there in the world of writing who her and her family are all vaccinated and they're all now all, all they all now have COVID. And I reached out to her and I said, let me know if you want to know all the vitamins that'll help you write it out better. And what you talked about and mentioned earlier, Dr. Johnson, recovering yes. after the COVID, that cough and that fatigue. So listeners, grab your pen and paper. If you're a prepper, what do you need to have in your medicine cabinet right now labeled your your Rona survival kit? What do folks need to have on hand? I have a full script account with supplements that I recommend, and I think they're very important. And it's, it's very important not to skimp on the doses. Mm. My wife's an herbologist, and uh, she has kind of taken that over to really help me with that um, based upon a lot of the evidence and Dr. Lou. So I like high-dose melatonin going up to 50 milligrams a day until symptoms are 90% better than coming off it. And a lot of people think of melatonin as a sleep aid, but that's not what you're utilizing. That's not the mechanism of action that reduces COVID morbidity and mortality. Um, but of uh, vitamin C, at least two grams, four times a day. Vitamin D, 10,000 vitamin D3 units, 10,000 until um, symptoms are gone and then coming off it. Cursetin, the max dose on the back of an American-made bottle, and a zinc, because the zinc lozenges are fine. Um, those are some of the most important supplements. Um, I am also a big fan of ivermectin. When you look at the studies worldwide, there's more than 80 studies with the confidence interval level greater than 95% placebo-controlled trials proving safety and efficacy. 
And so I, I adhere to the uh, protocols of the FLCCC, the Frontline COVID um, Physicians Alliance, and um, they do a good job on their website backing up their recommendations with science and uh, helping to distinguish between, you know, old wives' tales, which might have some fact, but don't necessarily have the science behind them, and yet genuine evidence that this, this is proven to reduce morbidity and mortality. Some of the second-line agents aren't really um, – they they're not a lot of powerful evidence, but there's enough evidence that, you know, I write the spironolactone and fluvoxamine and atorvastatin and, and um, some of the other medicines that are second-line agents. I do, uh, you know, azithromycin and inhaled budesonide because there is evidence it reduces morbidity and mortality. But – all of that pales in comparison to ivermectin. So everybody should have ivermectin. Um, and right now, the dose after Delta, the FLCCC doubled its recommendation. You know, before then, if you went and got an ivermectin tube at your local veterinarian store, it was pound for pound what we give horses to deworm them. Mm-hmm. You just squirt the slime in your hand based on your weight and you're good. But after Delta, the recommendation doubled. And so instead of 0.2 milligrams per kilogram body weight, um, they found superior evidence with 0.4 milligram per kilogram body weight, five days in healthy people, seven to 14 days in unhealthy people. That's the main, that would be um, the mainstay of therapy um, for COVID-19 for the vast majority of patients. Um, and I think they all should have that. So, and let me ask this, and, and I know that um, the doctor may have to leave us here a little bit early, and so I want to get in all the goods here. So, when you're saying that dosage, Dr. Johnston, that's the dosage when, you, when you've been exposed and have symptoms, is that correct? That's correct. Um, take it daily. For five days, have gone under 65 years of age. If you're older than 65 or have high blood pressure, diabetes, or have had cancer sometime in your life, even if you're over it, you should do seven days and have a refill. That's what I'm doing for people regularly. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a high-risk patient, let's say you're taking care of your bedridden mother or you're a healthcare provider or you're a school teacher, um, there is some good evidence for the prophylactic course, which is a bi-weekly. It's 0.4 milligram per kilogram body weight bi-weekly. I normally do it on Sundays and Wednesdays, on church days. Um, and I tell people to make sure you take that. Yeah, the prophylactic course, you have less shedding if you do get infected while on the prophylactic course of ivermectin. So that three-day period between exposure and symptoms, you could be spreading the virus as a doctor, as a nurse, mm. um, or as a teacher. So people that are on the prophylactic course, not only do they get a, an easier course if they're if they already have ivermectin in their symptom when they when they get exposed to the virus, but they don't shed the virus as much, so people around them are less likely to get it. And so I like I like uh, the prophylactic course and people who are high risk, or like healthcare workers and teachers. Um, um, but it's a 0.4 milligram per kilogram body weight. A lot of preppers I know that are taking it prophylactically were taking the 0.2 milligram per kilogram body weight. But Delta is the dominant strain right now, and the 0.4 work um, works superiorly compared to the 0.2 milligram. Nice. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. So if you're, <clears throat> I mean, I, I know I'm out and about. I'm, I, I'm in the public an awful lot, and I take a prophylactic dose as well. So that's good to know. So, um, And so the difference there, though, is, Supplements. You need to be taking supplements. When we say supplements, those are supplements that you can buy online or at your local um, pharmacy or whatever. And but then there's ivermectin and the hydrochloroquine and some of the others. And that's where people need to reach out to someone like you, a doctor, and get uh, get a, a prescription. And Glenn has a thought. Yeah, um, people can get a prescription from you, assuming that they, you know. Uh, are entitled to one in the sense that uh, it makes sense for you to write a prescription. I know it's not automatic, but once sure. they once they have the prescription, where can they go to get it fulfilled? Because it's great to have a prescription, but it only helps if you've got the product in hand. And I know you don't know yep. every compounding pharmacy in 50 states, but in general, let folks know where they could find the actual product once they have your prescription. 
Yeah, everybody in the entire country can get ivermectin, and I can help them with that. So there's some pharmacies that ship to all 50 states. There's some pharmacies that will ship same day, next day air to all 50 states. So, um, you know, I have a process I go by to help people find a pharmacy. They pick the pharmacy and they let me know. Um, but, you know, when they sign up uh, for a one-time consult on my, my website, they can be guaranteed that they will get what they need to protect themselves against COVID. And my website is yourhomemedicalcare.com. And, and I want to say that again, yourhomemedicalcare.com. For some reason, I have the hardest time remembering it. I have it written down about 50 places around me. So um, while we still have you. Shelby ahead. and Glenn, I got a date now with my wife. Wonderful. Uh, oh, you should so, do that. Uh, I'm so excited to go out with my wife. I mean, we've been married about four months. Wow. Oh, great. And so we got. I'm going to spend some time with her. And I hope I hope you'll have me back on your show, maybe to give you an update on the course of, of this pandemic in the, in a month or so. You bet. Because I really enjoyed talking with you, and but I got to head out now. You bet. Um, tell your wife and give her our regards, and uh, we'll talk to you, I'm sure, very soon. And Shelby and I yeah, will continue a- the show. We don't want everyone to think that we're going to have some dead air, especially on our radio stations that we're on. So we will continue the conversation. Thank you very much, Dr. Johnston. Enjoy, All right. God bless you guys. Enjoy God your bless date. you. Yeah. You know, I wonder, given the overwhelming science that says that the vaccines are not the cure-all that they are um, uh, touted as, and given that the uh, intervention treatments, uh, hydrochloroquine, uh, monoclonal antibodies, antibodies, um, are so effective but are not being provided by hospitals, I wonder how history will look upon this entire thing because Dr. Johnston said that people are figuring this out and I think we're seeing that. Um, Mm -hmm. We see some polling numbers, we see some politicians that realize, especially in red states, that there is all kinds of political support for them, um, you know, going against vaccination mandates and all of that. I am struck by the ads that I've seen pictures of uh, from the 50s and 60s in which doctors would recommend cigarettes because they were healthy. Right. And that's how I think this is going to be remembered. This giant um, mass hypnosis of the general population that ignored all this science. And, and as the doctor said, hundreds of thousands of people have died unnecessarily. And that's how this is going to be remembered. And that's not good enough to you know, decades later, be right and say, ha ha, I was right. And hundreds of thousands of people. And by the time this runs its its course, it'll be millions of people will have died in the U.S. from this unnecessarily. But I just wanted to mention that history will not be kind to the branch Covidians. No, they won't. So I have learned an awful lot about all of this in a very short amount of time. Um, for those of you who are listening, you you may not realize, I uh, when I first was putting out the call for prayer requests for Glenn during the super uh, critical time, I've continued to do kind of a live feed on Facebook every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and it's become more of like get in touch with each other, do some updates on COVID, and we pray. It's much more of a, a faith-based faith focused and um, where's the show here is not. One of the things that I have brought up is um, what Dr. Johnston said is the FLCCC website on the protocols. And so I wanted to just talk about those and Glenn, feel free to jump in here too. Um, the The great website to go to is COVID19criticalcare.com and up at the top, click on protocols and they have a very huge document. I encourage you to print it out. We've talked about this before, especially when Jeff Reynolds was on and look at what you need to do pre-exposure. You've, you, you're just living life, just take some good vitamins, exposure, then symptoms. And then if the symptoms worsen and you end up hospitalized, what to do? And then they even have protocols all the way through recovering and long haul COVID, which is those folks who have really been hit hard and it's gonna take a year or two to recover. One underlying medication that is good through every single one of those stages 
is ivermectin. Vitamin I, as you call Vitamin it on Facebook, I. so you don't get um, banned and, and deleted. Exactly. So I want to just echo what Dr. Johnston said. Um, there's lots of great um, uh, advice and, and things and other uh uh, vitamins and supplements on the COVID19criticalcare.com that I encourage you to look at. But I encourage all of us with a prepping mindset to, whether you've been vaccinated or not, like I said earlier, to prepare yourself to get COVID. What does that look like? Well, if you've been vaccinated, we know the vaccines, like Dr. Johnston said, are not, when they're not effective, people are getting infected 90 percent of the hospitalizations in the uk i believe he said were from vaccinated people the israel study that he referenced i've talked about these on the live feed shows that i've done and you're not going to hear this in u.s media because it's not part of the narrative as you heard him say that needs to be heard is in israel last summer there was a huge spike in covid cases even though israel was 90 percent vaccinated And a bunch of studies have come out of that showing two things. One, how ineffective the vaccine is for protecting the the patient, the person who's vaccinated, and how leaky it is. What does what does that mean? That means you're shedding you you are actually a super spreader. You're carrying the virus around and you're shedding it onto others. As you just heard from Dr. Johnston, Ivermectin prevents that if you take it prophylactically. Which means preventatively, exactly. Yes. So you're not going to hear that. You can go look it up. Go, go use your DuckDuckGo. Certainly don't use your Google because you're not going to find the information on that. Encourage you to look at that. So again, that just prompts me to encourage people to think about, here we are. You're, you're sitting here healthy. You haven't got it yet. You, you've, maybe you got a vaccine. Maybe you didn't. But you might want to think about what you need to do now. Take your supplements. And it's that four, the, what I call... The quadrectra. Oh, like a trifecta? It is. It was wow. a word we made up while you were on the ventilator. Quadfrectra. Quadrectra. Ca- quadrectra. Yes. I love it. Now I'm not now I'm not the only one who makes no. up at least one word per show. You've joined the club, the make up a word club. And and everyone that's listening, they're like, wait a minute, why didn't he know that? He was on a ventilator when he yeah, made it up. Silly. So there's this like this gap in time when you're like, Oh yeah, that was in November when you weren't with us. So yeah. <laughs> we can laugh now. So vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D three. And quercetin, he said it a little bit different. He said quercetin or something, quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. I would also throw in there turmeric because turmeric has curcumin in it, which is an anti-inflammatory. What gets you every time with COVID is your lungs inflammation response and you need to have the anti-inflammatory. I would agree with him on the melatonin. It not only does it help you sleep, it does, it protects. You've found out the information on that. What does melatonin do? Well, it melatonin is good for cancer recovery too. And we won't dwell on that because hopefully most of you listening are not recovering from cancer. Uh, I say recovering, I mean preventative. Yeah, um, now we're... Preventative. Uh, melatonin, uh, my doctor told me, actually provides a coating of sorts to healthy cells that it makes them resistant to uh, invasion by cancer cells or replication by cancer cells. And I found that pretty interesting. Plus, the sleep is fantastic and the dreams are vivid. <laughs> it's like I go to sleep at night and it's like I'm getting a free movie. I mean, in my head, the dreams, it's like a, like a Hollywood production. It's pretty cool. But um, melatonin is good for a lot of stuff besides just helping you sleep. So... Um I would I would imagine that same court, sort of protection of your cells is probably what is helpful to yeah. in COVID. I would guess I'm not a doctor, but I would suggest those and take them as a daily dose. I know vitamin C when you have symptoms, you need to jack that up to like 5,000 milligrams a day. And that can be hard on your system. Little tip I have is take a vitamin C pill. Uh, you and I... Uh, use the vitamin C packets that you can get at, uh, you know, drugstore, Costco, whatever. And we drink it with our water. Yeah. So that we tasty can, too. And yeah. And then it's a little bit more, it's liquid. It's a little bit more less, little less hard, I should say on your stomach, but vitamin C crazy amounts. And then we also take the prophylactic ivermectin. So encourage you to have those on hand 
and and again, I want to just give a little shout out to the fan who reached out to me. Um, she had been kind of tuning into the live feeds, and I told her about uh, Dr. Johnston, and she had stocked up on her ivermectin, got symptoms, ended up in the hospital, and smuggled it in with her. Yeah. Um, unlike you, the uh, the medical staff seized the ivermectin yeah. that you tried to bring into me. Let's not let's not tell the angry story because people have oh, heard the story they've heard before. It before. They've heard it before, but you need to take um, uh, extreme measures to protect your loved ones. And I mean, you you know, you carry a gun. No, carry a gun into a hospital. That's not where I'm going with this. Right. But you take bold measures to protect your loved ones, and um, you know, being a little sneaky. Pretend like it's seventh grade or something and you're sneaking in a candy bar or something like that. Well, and um, and listen to what Dr. Johnston said, unless you're on, I believe, Cumidin and something Wayfair else. Wayfarin something. something. They're you're blood on, thinners. Uh, they're blood thinners and the, you, there's not, don't worry about a drug interaction. I was almost to that point where if I had been allowed to visit you again, I would have smuggled some into you. But it, uh, but it was too late. You were, vent, you were ventilated and there was no reason. Just drop them down the intubation tube. No, I'm kidding. I do. Well, anyway, so <laughs> so um, I wanted to um, talk about too, and um, and it, it's kind of a bummer because I wanted to. So this will become more of a conversation with you and me. One of the frustrating things, and I saw an article on it recently that has come out, is that, and we talked about it with Dr. Johnston, the current course of, of medical care, when you have symptoms and they're starting to get worse to the point where you're ready to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor, they say they're there, go home and uh, come back if it gets worse. That's the, and again, when you're at that point in the symptoms and in the trajectory of COVID, that's when you need the intervention, the, inter, the major, you need the monoclonal antibodies. You need the the super high doses of vitamin C. You need to do all that. They're not telling people to do that. Um, their their course of action currently is to take you in when you're critical, critical, right? So, all or nothing. You're, yeah. You, yeah, you need to be just on the on death's doorstep with COVID before they'll start treating you, and that makes no sense. No. I mean, I remember the arguments for Obamacare were that we would um, pay for people to have preventative medicine so they wouldn't go to the ER when things went really bad. Well, that same reasoning is what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. they're violating their own reasoning. So what's the other thing I, I was hoping to ask Dr. Johnson, and maybe we will next time, I'm curious to think of what your uh, thoughts are on this, is that he thinks, I don't think this is going to happen, but see what you think. There's going to be an FDA approval soon of ivermectin for COVID. I don't think so. It's no. too political. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And in the after show, we're going to talk about what the motives are right. for this completely irrational branch Covidian uh, thing that's killing uh, hundreds of thousands of people unnecessarily. That'll be interesting. And that'll be in the after show. But um, I think that the FDA will never approve ivermectin because they've said too many times that it won't work and they've created this this boogeyman mm -hmm. that ivermectin is toxic and that it'll it'll give you the kind of worms that are in horses or some crazy that thing you can od on it the, the yeah. lies that have been told oh, are that, insane and a little example of of the uh branch covidians uh in the media was a false story went out completely false mm -hmm. That in Oklahoma, of course, it was a red state that that the elites looked down on Oklahoma. There was a, an ER that was taking in all these people that had OD'd on ivermectin. It was overrun. overrun. It was overrun. There was no room left in the ER because of all these parentheses, dumb hillbillies in the minds of the elites um, were, were overdosing on ivermectin, which the implication is that ivermectin is toxic. I mean, it'd be like you know, I don't know, meth or paint or something like that, that you're overdosing on. By the way, none of the reporters that reported on this story, and it was on CNN and MSNBC. Oh, they all picked it up. None of them called the ER in question and said, are you being overrun by ivermectin poisoning? They never even called. And so after the boogeyman, I mean, if you ask people in the general population, 
the gen poppers, as I call them, mm-hmm. uh, what they think about ivermectin, the vast majority are going to say, oh, that's that horse thing that's poisonous. So I don't think the FDA, and there are other reasons that we'll explore in the after show, but I don't think the FDA could ever approve it because people would say, that'd be like the FDA approving meth for like, right. you know, blisters or something like that. I mean, it's just. they Well, they've demonized it so much. They can't unring that bell. Bingo. Yeah. You said it much more succinctly than <laughs> I did. So I think the next trend, and we might carry this a little bit because we, we have a couple minutes here. Um, the next tr- trend that we're going to see, and we're seeing it already, and nobody's talking about it, is the huge amount of breakthrough cases that are coming through people that are getting COVID time. I mean, why? Here's a silly question. 90% of the NFL is vaccinated. Why did the Redskins? Uh, no, the um, the New Orleans Saints had 22 uh, players out of 52 out of Benched. out of the roster because of, of Pe- COVID testing positive. Yeah. And several of them, and then there were several that were playing that had just recovered, and they are not 100%. No. If you watch the game, you would, you would know what yeah, we're that, talking that, about. And that's why the New Orleans Saints aren't doing so good this season. But um, so the, no one's talking about that at all because that would go against the narrative of what Dr. Johnston said. The All the hope in the medical community is being put on these vaccines that aren't working. So we, we have this hope that's hanging there. And it, at this point in the game, it's barely hanging. Yeah, they they bet it all yep. on a vaccine that didn't have enough time to be tested. And you know what? And we, uh, in general, are, are supporters of President Trump on this show. But I got to tell you, President Trump fell into the vaccine trap. He did. He deserves criticism for this. Um, he... And I understand why he did it. It was an election year. He wanted to be in charge. He wanted to show that he could get things done. The political side of me completely understands why he did it. I don't think he realized just completely how awful it would be, how awful the politics behind it would be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And he could have he could have uh, required these these intervention treatments, um, monoclonal antibodies thank yes. you that that's like your um your uh coronal mass ejection like your your verbal but you've gotten over it and I mine have. is monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies. antibodies and on that happy note let's all remember failing to prepare is preparing to fail everyone have a great week you've been listening to prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.